if I can do this on my own in front of like 13 million people, I can do anything else. And I hear a song on the radio, turn that song off. <laughs> like I hate that song. Every time that I come to perform in Manchester, I feel like I'm performing at home, even if it's in the arena or the theater. There is nowhere else like in Manchester. This is Show on the Road, brought to you by Autotrader. We're driving famous faces on a personalized road trip, visiting the places that help shape them and hearing how the locations turn them into who they are today. We've matched each celebrity with a car chosen specifically for them. So join me, Alex Leguie, as we get this show on the road. I'm meeting Strictly Pro and Spaniard Gorka Marquez in Manchester, which became home for him in 2018 when he met actress Gemma Atkinson. And today we've had a bit of fun with the vehicle that we've chosen. In keeping with the dancing theme, we've matched Gorka with a VW Samba. I cannot wait to see what he thinks about this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Samba. <laughs> I love the name of your car. What do you think? This is epic. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like a old school but about us car. Proper sushi sandwich. Should I jump in? Yeah, please do. Oh my goodness, I love this. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you too. How old is this one? It's a 1964. And it's called a 21-window Samba, but it's been completely restored. Okay. Hydraulics, Porsche engine. That's why Porsche it's so loud. Wheels. Yeah, mm. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool. So, does Manchester feel like your adopted home? Yeah, it feels like home, yeah. And I love Manchester, I love the people, I love the city, I love everything around here, yeah. What were your memories when you first came here? Cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always raining. The people is very friendly. Yeah. Like, wherever you go in the city, everyone says hi, or like, you're right, and stuff like that, which living in London for the three years before, sometimes people doesn't even say hello, they just like going like on, with their days. So I think in here, everybody's very friendly, very polite. So you grew up in Bilbao. Yes. What was that like? Oof, Bilbao. Uh, small, but big city. Very like Manchester. I think that's why, sorry, just going back to when you asked me if I feel like this is my home. I think it's very similar to Bilbao. It's like a, a small, big city on a small city, that makes sense. Like, you can walk everywhere, people is very friendly, lots of green, grey and rainy, so very similar to Manchester. But yeah, my childhood was very, very normal. I grew up living in a, like, uh, hard-working area, you know. My mom is from Portugal, my dad is from Spain. Okay. I have an older brother. So yeah, we just like live in a small house, hard work people with my friends, like playing football, like, and then I got into dancing when I was 11. How? So my mom loved dancing always. Like she loved dancing, never danced like professionally or like nothing like that. 
but she always loved to dance. She was involved in the school, like a parenting group. Yeah. You know, when they do all life for activities for kids. My dad never danced. And uh, he went to, like, secretly to dance classes in the afternoon to surprise my mom. And uh, in, my mom used to work in the afternoon, so I used to stay with him. And I used to go with him. And then, because I used to go with him, I used to watch every like he, he used to do twice a week. And then one day he told my mom and then took her with him. And they both had to go to dance classes. And again, I used to come along with them. And that's kind of slowly got into it. And I remember one day, my dad struggled with a step. And I was like, oh, that's very easy. And I was like, look, and I was doing the cha-cha-cha, like just from watching and learning it. And the teacher was like, oh, wow, does he like dancing or having, he going to dance class? Oh no, never. So they were like, oh, we have a, like a kids group. Would you like to bring him to the kids group? So then I started to go to like kids uh, like group once a week, but I also play football. So it was like, you know, like, do you want to say to your football mates, you dance? I was going to they, say, they're yeah. quite different worlds, yeah. particularly in that, you yeah. know, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, so kind of like slowly I go more into dancing. And then they, they took me to this like ballroom and Latin uh, class. And it was this young girl who she didn't have a partner and she had like a local competition. So they asked me if I would like to dance with her just for like three weeks to be able to compete with her because she was the only one who didn't have a partner. So I said, yeah, that's fine, I can do that. So I did that for three weeks and then we went to the local competition and we have the dance cha-cha-cha, samba and jive and it was a mixed age, so I was the youngest one of the whole competition. We danced and we won. Wow. So everybody was like, oh my goodness, you're so good, well done, so talented. I never saw a boy dancing like that. I like this. And then when I was 16, I moved away to different city and dance. Oh, because of dance. Yeah, yeah, to dance uh, like properly. And I was lucky that my mom and dad were very supportive. Like they were coming with me everywhere, drive me to the competitions and everything. So yeah, that led into everything. I love the fact as well that you watched your dad, you know, like that, mm. watching him make that effort for your mum. Yeah. There's something really romantic yeah. in that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, they loved it. Like they used to go, after they go and dance together, they used to go every weekend, they had these like social dance evenings and I used to come along with them and with their friends and they had like a bunch of group, like I think like three, four couples, the group of them, they are very like close friends and they're all dancing. Still now, they go sometimes for dancing, but even if they don't dance much now, like on, on the weekend, when my mom and dad had the beach house, they all went together to do like a barbecue and spend the day together. And it's just so like lovely that from something like dance, they have this like group of friends which they have something in common and spend like life together, you know? Go on like a road trips, dance trips, it's just lovely. That's yeah. so nice. Mm. Did you have a standout teacher when you were growing up? I have a, a teacher, which was like a, my dance friend. And he was my first, because uh, my dad's friend from high school, he also like, was like a dance teacher. And uh, yeah, he still like friends with my dad and like from the group of friends and everything. And like when I go there, I see him and the staff. And he was, uh, he used to teach adults. 
he didn't want to teach me in the beginning because he didn't like to teach kids. But then he ended up teaching me when I was like, a little bit like older. And uh, he always gave me like an advice of like, not, don't let anybody tell you what you can do. And like, because I was on a point in high school, my teachers were like, you need to focus on your academics. You, I know you like dancing, but you won't be able to live off dancing. And I remember that he was like, don't let anybody tell you what you can do. If you want something, just focus on it, work hard, believe in it, because no one is going to believe more than you. And if you want to do it, do it. And uh, I remember telling my mom and dad that I wanted to be a dancer. And like, I was like, I love to study, but I want to be a dancer. And I want to like make a living of this. That's, that's the value of a yeah. good teacher, isn't it? You know, because yeah, yeah. they can completely change your, your yeah. trajectory. Yeah. And like, not even just like, sometimes you get like good teachers. I don't know how you say it in English, but we have a, like, for example, like, a teacher and a coach. Yeah. Like, sometimes we use the same A teacher is someone who teaches you something and then leaves. But a coach is someone who stays with you and not even teaches you just to dance. It guides you, like, yeah. in life and, like, what to do and to follow. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's with very everything. special. So we're starting at the Manchester Arena. Yes. So tell me about your world here. Well, Manchester Arena, the first time that I came to Manchester ever, because I moved to the UK for my job. Yeah. So I never came to Manchester before. And the first time that I came to the arena, to Manchester, it was to perform in the Manchester Arena. Yeah. Gemma also was performing at the same time, because we were both in the tour. And it was just an incredible experience to perform with, like, it's the biggest arena in the UK, I think. Get to perform in front of, like, 8,000 people, it was just, even more, like, it was just incredible like and going forward years later it's like my hometown like my daughter's from Manchester Gemma's from Manchester so I feel like it's the place you know like hometown every time that I come to perform in Manchester I feel like I'm performing at home even if it's in the arena or the theater there is nowhere else like in Manchester it must be so different as well performing in front of thousands compared to the TV studio oh, vibe. yeah 100% like when you perform in the tele, it's incredible, but there's only like 200, yeah. 300 max people. And also, you know, you performing for the cameras. When in the arena, you have like, yeah, like eight, 10,000 people screaming, dancing, and you can feel the energy. Yeah, that atmosphere. Yeah, it's like, for example, like watch a football game in the tele or watch a football game in the stadium. Yeah. It's not the same, you know? For us performers, which like we feel of that energy, there is nothing like that. How did Strictly come about? I was there working on a dance company called Burn the Floor. It's an Australian company. They like tour around the world. And at the time, I was working in one of the shows they have on a cruise ship. And I was in Bermuda. And I was on the ship and the dance captain of the company called me in the morning and said to me, oh, uh, have you checked your emails? And I was like, not really, because I'm on the ship and the internet was quite difficult. And he was like, well, the producers from the company have emailed us, Strictly Come Dancing is interesting and they speak to you, and they're gonna phone call. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going about to have breakfast. And then I go to your room. Two hours later, I was still having breakfast. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? They're waiting for you. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm having breakfast. Because. <laughs> 
I'm very chill, so I don't like to like you know get excited about things until they don't become real. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming now. Went to do the interview. They called me. We speak for an hour, and the internet wasn't great, so it keeps frozen all the time. So every time it keeps freezing, my face was like this. <laughs> And they were like, are you excited? I was like, yeah, yeah, but my face was like that. It's still your face. Yeah, so, in fact, we have a joke with the producers, because when they told me that I was joining Strictly, the screen was froze, and I was like this, because I was listening to them, so I was just froze with this face. And they found it hilarious, because I was like, yeah, but my face was like very serious. So yeah, that's how it came up. So I had three weeks to sort everything out, leave the ship and move back to the UK. I've never been in the UK before. Is it something that you really wanted to do or...? Well, like, obviously, every single dancer dreamed to do it or strictly come dancing right. in the UK or it's dance big... with the stars in America. I believe if it's meant to be, if it's meant to be, I always put myself in the negative position, if that makes sense. Because then, yeah. if it doesn't go to plan, expectations. Yeah, are, you yeah. don't get like disappointed. Yeah, like same thing on the street. Like when I'm in the final, people go like, "Oh, you wanna win it?" In the back of my head, I wanna win it, and I will be the most competitive person. But I will put me myself always. Oh, we are not gonna win it, because then I don't get disappointed and like, like you know, upset and sad and like. Oh. But I guess you have to marry that with making sure you're keeping your partner positive. Yeah, yeah, obviously. You know, once the celebrities in the final, for me it's more of a, like tell them, you know what, we are in the final, whatever happens, happens, let's enjoy this. Yeah. And let's make the best performance we can do. So at least when you leave, even if you win and you don't, you feel like you've done your best. Yeah. You already won making it to the final. Absolutely. And making all those memories for 12 yeah. weeks. And sometimes, the journey is more special than the like, destination. And also in the personal side, you know, like some people like come in like, like when I was with Helen, she was very shy, not self-confident. Like, day one, when we have to do our first dance, and I said to her, she needs to walk down the stairs. She was like, me, by myself, down the stairs, impossible. And then on the final, she was walking for like four eights on her own with all the sass. Incredible to see someone grow and get confident and get comfortable with himself. Yeah. Have you learned a lot about yourself through that journey yeah. that was different to your competing? Yeah, I learned a lot about like myself as personally I love to like be more kind of because you meet people with different backgrounds and uh, different cultures, like just within the professionals we have people from Spain, America. Poland, Ukraine, like South Africa. So everybody has different cultures, different thoughts. So you have to like have to be more flexible and adapt yourself. So I, I learned to be more patient, then to be more like respectful, open-minded. Just like, I feel like since I've been on the Strictly, I become a better person. Because yeah. you learn so many things and you have just to like, again, not everybody's like, yourself so you have to adapt respect and just get on with it what was alexandra burke like oh she was amazing yeah she was so like talented mm. yeah very very like very talented and she had like a rough time when she did it because obviously 
lot of like personal reasons and stuff. But she was like, I reached the final with her. I never, I think she's one of the most talented persons I ever met. Like, sing, dance, just like such a like all around performer. Like, the numbers that we did together, like the drive, it's just like, I think it's one of the best numbers, in my opinion, on the history of Strictly. Especially because she was like to like Proud Mary, you know, Tina Turner, oh, she's passed away recently. Yeah. It was just like memorable moment, like, I don't know. When I hear that song, you just think of that moment. Yeah, she was incredible. You must have lots of times when you listen on the radio and a song comes on and you have yeah. the whole dance yes. moves for a start, the whole mm -hmm. routine. Do you remember all the routines? Mm, some of them, yes, but also happens the opposite. When I hear a song on the radio and I want to go turn that song off, <laughs> like I hate that song. You know when you have like a favorite song and you listen it so Too many much. times and then you're like, oh, I cannot listen to that song again. Pretty much that's what happens with all the songs. Yeah, of course. Mm. How competitive are you, the dancers? <laughs> I am competitive, but I'm not really the most com competitive one. Who is? Uh, I don't know. I think... I don't know. Like, it's a competitive like group, but in a good way, you know? Like, we really support each other and help each other. Obviously, like I said, I would lie if I don't say I want to win it. But if I don't win it, someone else win it, I will be happy for that person because we all are a team and whichever is best for the show is the best, you know? Yeah. The bigger the show, the bigger we're gonna be and the more people we're gonna reach and the people we're gonna like have behind us supporting and watching us. So, and I just wanna show, I love to like share my passion and share my love for dancing with people and maybe inspiring kids inspiring adults to like, I don't know, do dancing or to be more confident or to change things in their life, you know? And maybe feel emotions with the dance. You know, if I can tell a story through that dance routine and make people feel something, for me, that's my job done. Yeah. Do you know? Like I put it that way, to win a strictly, that's not gonna make me make more money or be more happy. I'm happy just because I get to dance. If that makes sense, you know? And I want to, like, be an example for my daughter, which I don't want her to think if she doesn't win, it's not good, you know? To be able to do what she loves to do should be enough. Yeah. You're doing 23, right? Yes. You are. Because there are a lot like of rumours yeah. that you might not be. Oh, no, there's just rumours. just media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think because I didn't win this year and I wanted to win it, and the reaction that I had when I didn't want it, because, you know what, we thought we were gonna win it in that moment, just because of the audience in the room, like when we finished, I don't know. And, you know, when you make the final and you've been on the dance-off, you think, okay, you don't get the votes from the audience, you just, it's difficult. But when you make it all the way to the final without being on the dance-off, you think, oh, I have the support of the audience. So I, I thought we could win it. You know, Hamza was incredible. Like through the whole series, he was so like amazing. Like his dance abilities, the numbers that he did with Jovita, it was so like incredible. And I'm very proud for them too. Like I'm very like happy for them they won it. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I want to win it. And yeah, my reaction was just a reaction to someone who cares and loves the show and wanted to win for my celebrity. That's why I was upset. And I think I, I had, had the rights to be upset, you know? 
I'd rather get upset. They'd be like, oh, whatever, because then it shows I don't care. Yeah. And I do care, so that's why it was my reaction. Yeah. But I will never leave the show. I love the show. It's like the best show in telly yeah. and the best job I could dream for. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. The, um, I'm so sorry about Len Goodman. That I know. must have been really tough on the whole family. Yeah, it was just like, especially because Len was such a like big part of the show, even after he wasn't on the show anymore. Yeah. I go, I was lucky that I got to work with him for one series and then he left. Yeah. But he was just such a like gentleman and such a like big part of us, really. Like even now that he wasn't there, we all keep talking about him. Or he was in contact with like Anton and some of the other like professionals they've been there for like long time. It's just like sad, you know? Yeah. But I also like so like sad because um, no one knew about it, apart from his family. Do you know? He could have like go and talk about it and everything, but he just keep it like for himself. Even now uh, he's still doing it in America and he finished last season and he was not coming back. He didn't say why. He just said I wanna have time with my family. And uh, I think for me, when uh, when you think about it strictly, I always had like Len in my head and uh, Bruce Forsyth. Of course. Yeah. For me, strictly is always Bruce, Len, and Anton. You yeah. know, those three names. It's like when I think of strictly, that's what I I see. You know, yeah, and even really yeah. colorful characters. Yes. In really different ways. Yes, and even now strictly, with Anton and the judge uh, as a judge in the panel, he reminds me so much of like Len. The way that he judges, the the comments, the feedback that he gives to the celebrities is such a like you can tell he he was very close to Len, and I think he learned a lot from Len. Like all of us, learn a lot for, from Len. So you know, like he always had respect for the show, for dance, and I think as a dancer you need to respect where we come from and appreciate like, the opportunities and how lucky we are to have a show like, like Strictly to like showcase our jobs and our, you know, like what we've been doing for the, all of our lives. And we have to be grateful about it because, you know, we're lucky. We are just at Hits Radio, yes. which is quite a personal place for you, isn't yeah. it? It's the best radio in the UK. <laughs> Why is that, Gordon? Well, because uh, my beautiful fiance works in the radio. Mm-hmm. When I met her for the first time, she was working in Hits Radio and she used to do the breakfast show. And even before we were together, just when I fancy her and no one knew about it. <laughs> I used to listen to the radio every morning. I used to go to the gym at like six in the morning and put the radio on and just listen to her because it was a way to get to know her more. Like, you know, when you want to have a conversation with someone because I got to know her more through the radio. You did your research. Yeah, kind of like, <laughs> but I feel I knew her more about her, you know what I mean? Because she's like, how she's in the radio is how she's at home. Yeah. That's why she's like so relatable and like what you say, see about her, it's her. And it, I think allowed me to get to know her more and uh, we could have more conversations and I made jokes about things that she speak on the radio. And I think that way I got to open to herself and she was like, oh, okay, he knows this about me or he knows that about me. And it was kind of like a nice way to get to know her yeah. even before I know her. So yeah, and I think that's why we work so well because we become friends before we like partners and be in a relationship. 
and she's my best friend, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was it quite a big deal, upping sticks and moving here? Actually, it was easy to move here because I didn't have anybody in London. I was on my own, so like to move here, I know how much she loves Manchester. She's such a like Manchester girl. She loves where she's from, and she's very proud of it. It actually made me fell in love more with her because she's proud of where she's from and she doesn't, she doesn't deny she's from Manchester or she's from Bury. So I like that because she's like, this is what I am and if you like it, good. And if you don't like it, just, you can go away, you know what I mean? I think when, when you find the happiness who, who you really are, you will make everybody around you happy. Yeah. And like it's really like with every celebrity, sometimes you like, people think it's a dance show but it's not only dance, like you spend eight, ten hours a day with a person that you never met before, for if you make it all the way through, it's like three and a half months of your life. So it's quite intense. And you get to know like people and very quickly, you know, and very intense. Mm. So it's so like up personal. And again, like I said, it's more than dancing. You get to like know about their lives, their problems, their no problems. It's just so like, Intense in that way. Is that why you have the strictly curse? Uh, do you know what? People talk about that a lot, <laughs> but I think that's more like the old days to strictly. Nowadays, I don't hear that much about that. No. But again, it's like in everything, you know, like you can have that in the radio, you can have that in the office. I guess if people isn't happy with yeah. their like life, yeah. that's when it comes into play. And it's like full stop at yeah. the end of the day. This is a Spanish centre. Yeah, this isn't is it? A Spanish like a, a cultural centre. So if you wanna learn Spanish, you go there. And this is a famous like Spanish tapas oh, place. You know. Is it good? Yeah, it's very good, yeah. So in Manchester, there's like quite few Spanish restaurants because there is a lot of Spanish people in Manchester like living. And then also I think there's a famous uh, football manager, Pep Guardiola, who he has, I think, his own restaurant yeah. near uh, in Centre. And apparently it's very good also. But yeah, there's a lot of like Spanish tapas in Manchester. And do you go and, and think, yeah, OK, this is good, this is good, true Spanish, or is it like going to... You know, people are quite pernickety. Like, the Italians yeah. are very strict. Yes, Italians Italian are the worst with that. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not fussy. I don't really go to uh, Spanish restaurants in the UK, not even in Spain. And it's just because Gemma's vegetarian. And 90% of the Spanish dishes involves Chorizo, pork, gamba, beef, yeah. or seafood. So to go by myself or with her, and she's going to be looking at me eating... So we don't really go. I make Spanish food at home, and that's about it. Mia loves Spanish ham. Like, oh, she's yeah. obsessed with the Spanish ham. Are you and a good I, chef? Yeah, I like cooking. I like to spend time and make a nice dish and then enjoy the food. I love to make barbecues. Yeah. Yeah. A nice Proper summer barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecues are the, one of the main reasons why I couldn't ever go vegetarian. Yeah. Like me, is that and like ham. I love Iberico ham. I could live with Iberico ham. In fact, I went to a wedding uh, last week, my best friend's wedding. And after the wedding, they have the cocktail before dinner, because it was the wedding and they did the baby reveal after. And between both, they had this like cocktail, 
and they had proper Spanish ham and they were like cutting it with a knife. Literally, I was just there for two hours just eating ham. So good. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I know that you're fitness, very yeah. fitness conscious, and we'll talk about that, but how health conscious are you? At this point in my life, health for me, it's beyond looking good or like aesthetic-wise. It's more about feeling good. I want to feel good. I train like exercise to be able to dance better for longer because my, my body is my tool. And if I can dance for another 10 years, it's better for me because that's what I live off, yeah? But also because I want to like run with Mia, play with Mia, and I don't want to be not able to like go in the park and run and carry her. You know, and do fun stuff with them or with the dogs. And also, help for me now is thinking what are the choices and decisions that I've made now, how they're gonna affect me 10, 15 years time in my life. Yeah. So I wanna get to like 50 and feel like I'm 30, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I know whichever choice I do now and whatever foods, uh, things I put in my body, it's gonna affect me in the future. Mm-hmm. That's what I do it. You yeah, know? it's a different motivation. Yeah, and also I like I I love healthy foods. I love eating like healthy, fresh foods and cooking them. I enjoy, you know. This is Whitefield where we are right now. Okay. So we used to live nearby, especially during lockdown. I used to come come here to this supermarket to buy a lot of stuff for the barbecues and everything. <laughs> Before we moved to where we live now, right. we used to live like literally 10 minutes from this supermarket. So does this feel like home around yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, this is like local, yeah. There's an Italian restaurant opposite the Morrisons, it's very nice. And near Morrisons is like Roma. Yeah. And it's like an Italian coffee shop and like a shop that you can buy, cannolis. It's like proper Italian pastry. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, nice. We like, they have like a pistachio inside or like Nutella. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's dangerous. So good. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> yeah, that's making me hungry. Yeah. This is nice around here. Yeah. It feels a bit more leafy. Yeah. And we are about to pass soon the golf course, Berry Golf Course which we used to live nearby. Yeah, and then, yeah, we just, literally from here, it's only like 15 minutes drive to where we live now. Funny, it's like a, a nice little villagey feel yeah. area. And the more you drive through Berry, like this is this side of Berry near Manchester. We live in the other side past Berry. And it's more like countryside and like the parks and everything. Right. What do you do for downtime? I love to like, <laughs> I don't like to stop a lot. One of my favorite things to do is go to a coffee shop. I love like, breakfast is my favorite thing. I I could have breakfast any time of the day, even if it's (laughs) not breakfast time. And I love to go for like coffee shops. And nearby, we have our local coffee shop. It's like a proper like nice coffee shop. We go there for breakfast with me, me and Gemma, and just grab a coffee and a slice of cake. I love to like sit down with a nice coffee and a nice cake. Yeah. I love to do that. I'm a sweet tooth guy, so I yes, love cakes. I get that. I get yeah. that sense. <laughs> I love cakes and like brownies, cookies. 
from our old house, we used to see the golf course. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's a good view. And you have like a path that you could walk into the golf course. And when Mia was little, during the lockdown, when Mia was just like months old, like eight, nine months old, we used to like to, Gemma used to do the radio from home. Of course. During lockdown. Yeah. So in the afternoon, I used to be with Mia. And at her nap time, I used, she used to love fall asleep on the pram. So I used to put her on the pram and take her around, I, uh, around the golf course. And she used to fall asleep on the golf course. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're turning into the cemetery. Why are we here? Golf it's not a sad thing, yeah? <laughs> Going to the cemetery. So this cemetery is very local. To, in fact, Gemma's mom just lived across the road. So during lockdown, during the pandemic, we used to come here. And I think me and Gemma find it very peaceful. I, at the beginning, I found it weird, but then I really enjoy it. Like the calm and the peacefulness. You walk, you hear the birds, big trees. And even we used to bring Mia in the pram to here. In fact, I think the first time the Gemma, the Gemma the Mia walk on her feet was in here. It brings me a lot of memories, like during lockdown. Don't get me wrong, it was hard and sad, but we found it like a blessing because we got to spend from February to July nine months together as a family. Yeah. So I think it brought us closer together and it allowed us to make those like family memories. Because probably if it wasn't the lockdown, I would have missed Mia's first time walking because I was on tour. Yeah. So I'm very kind of like grateful for that time together. What do you think becoming a father has taught you? In condition of love, I think. Now I understand my dad. Gemma's, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I refer to Gemma a lot because I learn a lot from Gemma and I just have such a, like, I admire Gemma in yeah. so many ways, as a human, as a woman, as a working person, as a, like, talent as a mom, as a partner, you know, like so many things to admire of her, but I know she, and people know about this, so she lost her dad when she was very young. And I think uh, for her, like, she was very close to her dad and she, now we have Mia and she doesn't have the chance to, her dad, to meet Mia and uh, sees Gemma as a mom and everything that she accomplished, so, Sometimes, you know, when you're young, you're selfish and you're like, oh, with your parents and stuff like that. But like a lot of times, even now that I go off, oh, my dad is calling me, my dad is this, blah, blah, annoying me, blah, blah. Gemma goes to me like, go, can remember, you have the chance to be annoyed by your dad. You have the chance to get the call from your dad and like share memories with your dad, you know? She was like, I will be, I will give anything to have that chance. So for me, it shows me that to appreciate that. And also to make the most of it with Mia, you know? Every single moment that I have with Mia, I wanna make the most of it. Because that's what, you know? I have a healthy life for a long time, but you never know. Like, you never know what can happen in life. So I think live your life to your fullest. Think about the future and about the things that you have like save for the future and prepare for the future, but also make the most of every moment because you never know. You're about to have baby number two. Yeah. 
Like soon, two, three weeks, yeah. That's amazing. I know, excited. It's scary but excited because, you know, you feel like, okay, me is forward, we're in control of everything, me is a bit independent now, you know, very helpful. And now it's baby number two, which like everything is gonna be like double. Yeah. You know, two cars sit in the car, when we go for like in the plane, we cannot be sat together, I'm gonna have to be the left out. Because obviously Mia will see, uh, Gemma will see with the two kids and I will be like on the other side of the island. So I will be like, okay, I'm the dad left alone. <laughs> we said we would never do that. We'll be always like two and two to split, 50-50. But yeah, excited, but also a bit scary, you know? Yeah. Because also I know how to do everything for a girl, not for a boy, even if I'm an, a boy, you know? Yeah. So... We know Mia's gonna be very helpful, so... And we're lucky that we have, like, Gemma's parents live nearby, the sister loves kids. We have a very, like, big support around us, so, yeah. It can't have been easy bringing up Mia away from your family. Yeah, that's the hard part. And also, with when Mia was born in 2019, then we went to lockdown. My mum and dad met Mia weeks after she was born, and then she saw them in Christmas, she was six months, and they went into lockdown. Wow. So the next time that my mom and my dad met Mia, Mia was two and a half years. So it was very like heartbroken that moment, yeah. I had the video on my phone when they, we were thinking, oh, are they gonna recognize, Mia's gonna recognize them? Yeah. And we got off the airport, and my parents went outside, literally Mia ran to my dad, and like, hooked into his neck, and then left him, and my mom was like, so honestly, my mom was sobbing. It was just like the most like, uh, like heartwarming moment I ever see. Like, you know, like, wow. Because you didn't know, like, obviously we're speaking FaceTime and everything, but she was six months the last time my mom held her, and she ran to my dad. That's amazing. Yeah, it was just beautiful. So what's the future for Gorka? Become a father. Yeah. Strictly in the next few months. For the next few months, I'm like off dancing. So just spending nice quality time at home with Gemma, me and the new baby. Then strictly end of July, which that takes me until Christmas. We have an exciting project coming up, me and Gemma. Can you tell us? No, oh, but no. it's going to be fun. Then um, next year, my own tour again with Karen, which is uh, probably our third, fourth year of tour. Busy always. But I really get the sense that you are a really close-knit family and yeah. you really support each other. Yeah. I'm the proudest, like, dad and partner. And, like, for example, when people ask me, is it hard to be away and I was like yeah it is hard and I wish I didn't have to be away for so many weeks and everything but it's part of my job but also they make me feel like support and also that they are proud of what I do yeah. and anything that I do I do it for them just to provide them and to make them proud and to give us the best life that we can have you know so yeah we are a good team I think is there anything that you feel like you want to say to our listeners that they might not know about, about you or about me? Anything, any words of wisdom you have? The only thing I will say is like to everybody who listens is just to like 
be true to themselves and be who they are and never change for anything and for anyone. And uh, if they want to, like, achieve anything in life, just, like, be true to themselves and work and fight and believe. And if they really want to achieve something, just go for it. And as scary as it can be, the scariest it is, the better it is, and probably the more the more mean to you, and the more you want it. So don't be scared, because it's a good thing. So I will say, yeah, trust yourself, do it for yourself, and believe in yourself, and never change. Doesn't matter how far you go in life, always remember where you come from. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we are all humans, and we are all persons, and it doesn't matter how much like success you have, how much money you earn, you know, you're still being a human and you can earn all the money in the world and be alone. And what is the point to have a lot of money if you are on your own? So, do you know? No? I 100% agree. So, yeah. I would say that to them. And thank you for having me. Thank it's been fun. Coming. We should finish, you know, by going to get a coffee, shouldn't we? Yes, please. Coffee and a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Gorka, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been amazing. Nice to chat to you and this, like, beautiful, crazy ride. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to Gorka Marquez for showing me the Manchester haunts that make him feel so at home. You can see exclusive footage of the drive by heading to our Auto Trader socials. Look at the episode page for links. You'll also be able to see Sammy the VW Samba that we drove around in. And if you're looking for a new vehicle, you can find your perfect match at autotrader.co.uk. This is a new show, and I'd love you to follow on your favorite podcast platform. Like what you hear? Rate and review, and make sure you tell your friends so you don't miss an episode. Show on the road is a fresh air production for Auto Trader, 